Welcome back to the Seeking Sailor podcast, a podcast where two sisters take time to pause and reflect in the midst of a hurried life. I'm Sarah May. And I'm Sarah. And coming at you for the first time ever from the same room today. Woohoo! I know it really doesn't make any difference to you guys, the listeners, but it makes a difference to us. We've never been together recording before. We're giddy with excitement. Yeah. And so with that said, if the audio is weird, it's because we've never done it. Like, the podcast on one mic before, so... And we're not professionals, as yeah. you are already know. <laughs> if so. you didn't know that. Yeah. Um, if you didn't know that, that means this is your first episode, so welcome. And go back and listen to the rest. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll prove to you that we're not professionals. <laughs> but... <laughs> We are so excited um, to be back today with another episode, and we've actually been spending a lot of time together this week. Yeah. So that has been fun. We'll get into that. But Sarah, I would like to know how you are finding rest this week. Um, Well, before we jump in, I just want to say how excited I am. (laughs) I mean, I already said how excited I am to be sitting next to you, but I'm I'm fully immersed in your life right now. Because I am surrounded by a room full of things that you love so much. Your yeah, Funko she- Pops, your friends memorabilia, your penguin collection. <laughs> uh, I do have to ask what this picture is all about, though. Okay, so... There's a picture... Here, I'll describe yeah, it yeah, to yeah. listeners. There's a picture of a line of penguins, and there's a rainbow about halfway in the middle, and they're walking under the rainbow, and they all become colorful once they've, like, passed the rainbow, so I'm curious if this is them, like, you know, going to the other side, and they're, like, dying. (laughs) The rainbow bridge, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what's happening. I will say that of all the people that I have ever had notice this picture, you are the first person to ever ask if they're dying, (laughs) so I don't know if that is a testament to your true crime, like... It could be. It's from my mind, guys. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we are sitting in, like, Adam and my nerdiest part of our home, Mm -hmm. and um, I do have an extensive penguin collection. That picture is kind of, like, I I couldn't even tell you the names of the people that gave it to me, but we'll post a picture on social media, but it is hand, like, sewn into oh i can this, see that now. yeah so it's a hand sewn picture it's really large it took like weeks for them to make they made it when they were pregnant with their first child these are these random people from a show that i um helped sell my parents have a craft business i won't get into that but i helped sell at this one show in indiana okay random people that i met couldn't even tell you their name and they gave me this thing that they made for their first child that they didn't want. <laughs> because so, they knew you liked yeah. penguins? But the crazy thing is, I met them at this show. They found out that I liked penguins because it's always been a big thing for me. And the next year, when we went back to sell at that show, they brought this picture. No So way. they thought... For a to, whole year, yeah, they planned it. Yeah, exactly. And I just thought that that was so sweet. So again, I couldn't even tell you their names, but I know they're from Wisconsin. And they kind <laughs> oh. of wanted me to marry their son. Oh, but boy. like the year that I came back and they gave me this picture, um, I think I had met... I had... The, it made it for the feels for Adam. I can't remember. <laughs> but I was at least not available yet. Yeah. So. Well, I'm just so curious. Maybe, maybe it is like when they walk under the rainbow, they just become happier. Yeah, maybe. Brighter well, They might be dying. People. I mean. I don't know. I don't. Yeah. We'll but, see. We'll, we, you so know what? Cute. We will leave it up to you guys. We want to hear your interpretation. Yeah, you let us know what you think. Make sure that you are following us on social media, Facebook, and Instagram so that you can comment on this 
very controversial <laughs> piece <Picture>. of art. <laughs> it's not. It's not. But um. Uh, well, yeah. Okay. So now that that's out of the way, how have I found rest this week? I haven't. Yeah. <laughs> So the reason that Sarah May and I are together is because we're doing a garage sale. Um, it all started last week. We were Marco Poeing. She was talking about getting ready for a garage sale. In my mind, I had wanted to get ready for a garage sale like later in the summer. And I was like, oh my gosh, if we're going to do it, it'd be so fun for us to just do it together. Um, and really, you're... So my brother Adam and my husband Ryan, they have a bunch of Funko Pops. Collectibles, memorabilia. People spend an incredible amount of money <laughs> on these little figurines. <clears throat> and that's kind of like the biggest draw. Like, I yeah. knew it'd be worth it. And um, just a little side note, sorry. We have a little furry friend with us. So if you hear her squeaking, just go I didn't even it. realize that that toy was down here. That's it's how okay. good she is at finding she's a, she's a happy little girl, and that's all right. But anyway, um, we knew it would be worth it enough to sell... Just Funkos, and then if we had other stuff we wanted to get rid of in our house, that's what we were going to do. So it's more fun to do it with friends. Anyone who's ever done a garage sale knows. Yeah, and because of how busy Adam is with work, I would have just been manning it. by yourself, yeah. yeah. Well, and I'm all, it's also while I'm working. So, um, yeah, it has been a thousand times better having you there and it's funny because normally I love meeting people and like people coming to the garage sale and like chit chat with them but then I'm almost like ready for them to stop so that I can get back and talk to you <laughs> yeah I know um, and this way too like I was able to bring my son up and he is spending time with my parents which like they are over the moon I mean he is just yeah you're welcome I, to I my in-laws for having a garage sale that's right yeah so anyway super excited and now we get to record Seeking Sailor together so that's exactly. super fun as well for the first time ever yeah uh, hopefully not the last. Who knows? So, yeah, you've had no rest. I've had because no rest. Because you've been I getting mean, ready for and then having a garage yeah, sale. Yeah, one week ago I decided, okay, I'm really going to have a garage sale. Now I need to go through all my junk. Yeah, and that's not a lot yeah. of time to prep for that. Yes. So. And so that I was able to, like, not work these last two days, I worked a lot on the front end of the week, plus we had a holiday. So it's just been a really busy week. Yeah. Not a bad week. It's just been just busy, yeah. busy. And there's nothing that sticks out in my mind as restful, to be yeah. honest. So. Yeah. What about you? Um, I... I guess this isn't like a traditional sense of rest, but it was intentional time together for Adam and I, and we don't have a lot of that, especially in the summer because of his job. So we went and saw the new Thor movie last night. Yeah. No spoilies. Um, but it was just nice to go. We left early so we could get something to eat and then like, you know, we enjoyed the movie together and then had a restful like rest of the evening once we got home it was kind of late but it was just nice to spend intentional time together because as crazy as our summer has been it will continue to stay that way I, my dog is going to find every noisy toy <laughs> that we have I give her water bottles to play with and am ruining the day now um, so yeah it was just really nice to be able to spend that time together especially getting ready for the sale his responsibilities are much higher than yeah. your or mine because he has a lot of collectibles that he's been getting ready. So that was just very nice and um, a good, like, break from the crazy. So, um, yeah, it's not really, like, chilling, but no. it was it was, nice. it was different little, than, little yeah, night. usually we always have much stuff to do. But, yeah. um, okay, so for our new to this season segment, mm -hmm. do you have anything that you are fangirling over? I do. It's two things. 
And they're both food. Shocker. <laughs> um, so my first thing is peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. Yes. I am so happy right now that you said that. I wasn't expecting that. I we went Miles and I went to the zoo with some of my friends last week. And was it last week? Yeah. Time is just like, what is fine? Yeah. Um, but so like I packed a lunch for both of us and you know it's easy to pack a peanut butter jelly sandwich he loves them and I packed one for myself too and ever since then I've really been digging peanut butter and jelly sandwiches like there's just something about it that brings you back to it's childhood classic. yeah it'll always be classic I like to toast the bread a little bit Ooh. Um, and I am like a, I don't know what your ratio is for peanut butter and jelly but I like more jelly than peanut butter yeah. and Ryan cannot stand that yeah. like, oh my god! when I make him a peanut butter and jelly he's like can you give me like more peanut butter or, or just like an even <laughs> amount of both yeah, yeah, yeah. do not put a ton of jelly on it and i'm like whatever but it's the wrong way to eat it but i guess i can do that yeah i actually i literally dip my peanut butter and jelly sandwiches in milk like i oh, like yeah okay so i've never toasted my bread mm-hmm. i you should now because it'll hold up yeah exactly because yeah. it gets so i it's funny because the last time i had a pb and j with a friend she was like you, what, what are you doing? Like, you're <laughs> dipping. I'm like, well, you have to remember I'm a child, first of all. Yeah. Second of all, it's just like, it just marries the flavors better. Yeah. So, um, it's a nice so anyways, cold glass yeah, I have my own, like, I would say more jelly too, but yeah. Adam would say more peanut butter. Pro- yeah. Or, I just, or even. Yeah. Um, and it also brought me back to, it, like, when we were kids, my dad would make a peanut butter and jelly pizza. So, like, he would just buy plain been? pizza crust, mm-hmm. put peanut butter on it, put jelly on it, pop it in the oven for, like, ten minutes. It was so good. And anytime I say that to someone, they're always like, that's so weird. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, it's delicious. Dessert, and Dessert pizza's a thing. Yeah, that can it's be a basically thing. what it is. Yeah. And so... I really want to make one now. And you could even fancy it up if you wanted and do, like, you know, halved or chopped peanuts. Oh, and or chocolate chips. Or, ch- or oh chocolate my chips. Gosh. Yeah. Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh. Yeah. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. I cannot wait. Oh, now I'm going to fangirl I over can't that. wait. Like, I'm coming. <laughs> I'll invite you. You can come over for PB&J pizza. Um, and then the second thing I'm fangirling over is something you introduced me to. You're welcome. Five minutes ago. Um, no, not really. You introduced me a while ago. But the peach truck, which I know is probably super well known. And I've seen, like, advertisements on Instagram and mm-hmm. Facebook before, but I've never gotten those peaches. Mm-hmm. So, essentially, it's peaches from the south. They're shipped up to multiple different places. You just have to, like, go on their website and see if they ship them to your state. But when you get the peaches, it's within a 24-hour period of when they were picked off of the tree. So... They're amazing. Like, they're amazing. I just ate one. It was dripping down my hand with juicy <laughs> goodness. And it was so sweet, but slightly tangy. And I, I'm going home with, what, six and a half pounds? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we split. I think you get, like, what, 25 pounds? You get pounds? 25 pounds, and we split amongst four families. Yeah. And so I'm going to make a peach cobbler tomorrow. Oh, I'm so excited. It's going to be Paula Dean's recipe, You're going to make it tomorrow? I'm going to make it tomorrow. I have, I have nothing going on. And so. the peaches are ripe now. Yeah, So the thing is, is when you first, like, I went and picked them up and divided them up. And yes, we know that six and a half pounds times four is not 25. They, you, they give you a little more than, yes, like, yes. what's, okay. So I brought them home and they were not ripe, but then. You put them in a brown I put them in bag. a brown paper bag. And for anyone who doesn't know this, if you put produce in a brown paper bag, it. It, it ripens, ripens it. Faster, so it's only yeah. been, yeah, a, a faster. So it's only been a couple days and they're perfect right now. So yeah. I'm excited to make, I'm going to make a blueberry peach cobbler with the ones that I um, got and 
they're just like the perfect texture right now. So, they're so I'm good. actually really jealous that you had one. You, um, you can eat one. No, too. I'm going to after we record. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I have like a ton of them. So I'm going to, but they've been sitting in my house, but I've been waiting for them to ripen. Yeah, so I just haven't yet today. It was and perfect. They're really beautiful too. Like they're just picture perfect. They are. And we like to take pictures of our food. So we care about that. Yes. <laughs> Adam would say, I don't care. But <laughs> yeah. What are you fangirling over? <clears throat> okay. So the first thing I actually had something else I was going to say, but I'm changing it because earlier when we were doing the garage sale, mm-hmm. as you saw, Sarah, my neighbor who, so we've lived in our house for a year and a half. So we've been getting to know them over the last year and a half. Very, very sweet older couple. They have grown children and some grandchildren and they love Layla. Mm -hmm. Like my neighbor, um, keeps dog treats in his car so that when he gets home, Layla goes nuts, loves him. So cute. And he gives her a treat and it's just so sweet. And so I was talking to them about some of the things that were selling in the garage sale. They were interested for their grandchild. And the woman comes out and she says, okay, well, I have something for you. And I open it up and she made a little baby blanket for yeah. our, our baby girl. And I was just like, okay, if I cry, don't judge me. <laughs> and, um, so I called down to Adam. I said, Adam, get out here. Cause I wanted him to say thank you to them as well. And he did start tearing he up did, when he yeah. saw it. And it was so just sweet. like, so sweet. And I just thought it was so kind of them. I mean, I don't even know if they know our last name and they made us a baby blanket. Mm-hmm. Like, and this is the first, that's like the first hand, I mean, handmade gift. Really, it's the first gift for Gwen. Mm-hmm. Like, we've gotten um, some other things from friends and family, but I don't know. It just feels, like, different. Yeah. And so, yeah, that was so sweet. So, I'm fangirling over my neighbor <laughs> and this little <laughs> blanket, cute baby blankie yeah. she made. Um, and that was just so sweet. And the second thing I'm fangirling over is actually a surprise. What? So, first of all... I did not make these. I have something for you, but I did not make it. I'm not talented. So we have a listener. Her name is Dawn. Major shout out to Dawn. She is a whiz with a cricket. And I had her make some stuff for us recently with, for me, Adam and the baby. And she totally just like of her own, like idea made us these super cute, um, seeking Sela tumblers no way. personalized with our each of our names. Oh on my them. god! So I have them hidden in a Ritz box because <laughs> I, I, I saw the Ritz box. I was like, you gave me some crackers. That is so cute. And then on the other, oh, yeah, it has our logo. So yeah, it has our logo on one side and the uh, name on the other. Is that not the oh cutest? My god. I know. Thank you so much, Dawn. Yes, thank you. I, I want to meet you. When I, and these are like really legit too. These are so nice. And, um, like there's a little straw cleaner and That's yeah, amazing. I know. And yeah, so she, um, I called her, she left him at the church so that, um, Aww. like Adam could bring him home to me or whatever. And I called her cause I was like, I'm not even texting you. I have to call you and say yes, how adorable these, these are. are. So, so sweet. yeah. So that's the second thing I'm fangirling over is our super cute tumblers that Dawn made us so thank you yes we will yes so cute I love them and I need to up my water intake in general I mean well this would be a good way to do that yeah so yep I love it so that's my second thing thank you so much Dawn so So sweet I know well we're all done guys we'll see you next week
Just kidding. Uh, before we get into our topic today, just a reminder, I know Sarah May already said it, but if you're not following us on Instagram or Facebook, you can find us at the Seeking Sale Podcast. Make sure you've subscribed wherever you listen to podcasts. We're on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Um, if you actually hit the subscribe button to our podcast, uh, you have the option to automatically download each new episode. And it oh. already shows up in your queue each week. So that's a really good way to make sure you don't miss a new episode. Yeah. And if you have a chance, we would love it and appreciate it so, so much. If you would rate, review, share our podcast, like we always say, it's the best way to get the word out there. Mm-hmm. And we would be so honored. So now <laughs> to our next segment and of the day. To the topic. <laughs> We're going to talk about mentoring. And menteeing. Menteeing, mentoring. <laughs> so basically just the mentor-mentee relationship. Yeah. Our experience with it, what it's been like for us, things we've learned Being from it. Being on both sides. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, do you want to go first? Do you want me to go first? I don't. Um, I can go first. Do it. Okay. Here I am. I'm going. So Webster's Dictionary defines mentoring. No, I just... <laughs> I, <laughs> actually, I did look up the, the definition of mentor, and it's um, an experienced and trusted advisor. So it's very... I all of a sudden feel very unqualified I know, to be I know. a mentor. It's very, very uh, intense. But as I was thinking about my experience with having mentors in my life or... Um, me being in that role for someone else, there have just been like a few qualities that have stood out to me that I think are super important in that role. Well, first of all, I mean, we've said this so many times before on the podcast, but, um, we as Christians and even as any, like humans were created for connection and Mm -hmm. we were created for community Mm -hmm. and, it's very isolating and can be a very dark, dark, like lonely place when you don't have that. Mm-hmm. But I think something that's even more beautiful about like a mentoring relationship specifically is kind of it's like you're finding your person who you can go to and share stuff with and like be encouraged and learn from and like, you know, it can develop into like a really lifelong relationship. Yeah. It's um, more than just it's a more friendship. than just a friend. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm trying to get at. Um, and I've experienced that a few different times in my life. And my earliest memory is like when I was a teenager, probably like twelve or thirteen, maybe even a little bit younger than that. Uh, there was one specific youth leader in my youth group who I just really had like a strong connection with and I looked up to her so much. She was like in high school at the time. And like I said, I'm like 11 or 12 years old and she always made herself available to me. Like she went out of her way to have me over for like a movie night or take me out to eat or Mm -hmm. like uh, a couple episodes, I referenced the person who took me to get my eyebrows waxed for the first time. <laughs> she was that person for me. And I remember, like, I was trying to raise money to go to church camp one summer. And instead of just, like, giving me money, she, like, was like, come and clean my car and I'll pay you to clean my car. Oh, I love it. And, um, and then she, like, took me out to lunch afterwards. So, like, she just always was there. Mm-hmm. And, like, the availability and her presence made me feel so like special and treasured as a young girl and I felt like I can ask her questions and yeah. like I had a relationship with her up until I don't know probably I was in like sophomore year of high school wow. maybe like I'm trying to think 
Yeah, I would say probably like sophomore year. But of high for school. another younger person, like it's not like she was an adult with, who was established and everything. Yeah. It's a long time to yeah. be able to. Yeah, for her, like I, you know, now as an an adult, I'm looking back thinking like, wow, like how many nights she sacrificed to come and spend time with me, or yeah. like, you know, just that availability there was so important to me. Yeah. Um, and I think that's something that's super important in like a mentoring relationship mm-hmm. is that availability. Obviously, with, like, healthy boundaries, there is, like, dependency that can be an issue, and I think we all know that, but um, it's just as simple as, like, I'm here, like, I'm here for you. Um, And then another relationship that comes to my mind is with someone who is probably, like, she's 10 years older than me. I would say she's one of my really good friends now, Mm -hmm. but at the time, like, Ryan and I were first married, and I think I remember, like a sermon being preached in church about having like mentorship in your life. Yeah. And they were like, you know, this might seem super uncomfortable, like, but just ask someone to be that for you, like a spiritual mentor. Like there's nothing wrong with saying, I really want this. I feel like a connection to you. Are you like willing to, you know, whatever. So I did that. Um, and this person was married, had children. Like I, we had a natural friendship already, but I was like, I want, I'm like asking you to be my spiritual mentor. Yeah. yeah. Like I would love to like learn from you and grow with you and that kind of thing. And she joyfully said yes, thankfully. And so for like the first couple years of our life, we would meet on a very (laughs) first couple years of our life (laughs) of mine and Ryan's marriage, I should say. Um, when your true life yeah began. my true life began no. <laughs> no um we would meet on a very regular basis like once a month yeah. and it was never like this like she never came and was like okay have this bible study prepared for us or yeah, anything yeah, like yeah. that she just showed up and we would go for walks we would go out to breakfast we would go out to lunch like whatever super low-key and casual and it was always just the like her ability to sit and to listen mm-hmm. and to ask good questions, she always made me feel safe. Like, yeah. that was another thing. Like, I never felt like I had to be ashamed of what I was sharing with her yeah. or, like, she was going to judge me. Um, I mean, that's crucial. Yeah. Otherwise, it's it's fruitless because you won't be opening up those things that you truly yes. need, I need help on. with. Yeah. yeah. And she was like, you listen, being married is really hard, especially when you're young. Like, we, Ryan and I were, I don't even know how old we were, 22 and 23 when we first got married so Mm -hmm. very young like in the reality in the scheme of things um and she was like I remember what that was like we were young too so like if you have questions like please don't ever be afraid to ask and I would and she would encourage me in my walk with the Lord but she also would encourage me and my relationship with Ryan and now I feel like she's one of my best friends so that's super cool um and still to this day like when I think of safe I think of her Mm. like she just is safe awesome yeah um she's actually one person I called in the middle of the night when I'm bawling my eyes out after Miles was born and like just um it's hard the first like for me the first two months of having a newborn I was like I feel so unlike myself Mm -hmm. and like everything is so out of my control and I just don't know what I'm doing and she just let me call her and cry and she encouraged me and um so yeah those two things in particular like in relationships where I've been mentored I have felt like what I valued most is someone who is a good listener and is safe and trustworthy mm-hmm. and then also just availability like they're there they're mm-hmm. present and they they care about like showing up in your life um 
yeah, I don't know. What is your experience? Yeah, I completely agree with everything that you just said. I think that those are crucial to, even if you're not forming one intentional or two unintentional like relationships to mentor or be a mentee or whatever. Like I love the intentionality that you took. I do want to say that I love the intentionality that you took there because I have been in the place where I've thought that I wanted to ask someone Mm -hmm. like that kind of question, but because I struggle so deeply with not wanting to like put people out of their way, not wanting to be a burden, not wanting to make someone uncomfortable to say no. Yeah. Because I would be fine if the person that I had in mind said no. Right. Right. That's, I would be more uncomfortable if they said yes and they shouldn't or, you know, weren't able to. Well, and too, I think like on the flip side of that, well, I think there's so much value in us learning from people who have walked the road a little longer than us, you know? Yes. And maybe they're thinking young people don't want to be mentored, you know? So like they don't want to like make it like they don't want to make it sound like, well, I have all this wisdom. Let me pass it on to you. So they may not make that first step either. And then it's like you just don't have generations learning from each other which I which think is, is dangerous yeah it's sad yeah um yeah I agree completely and like to your point maybe you know them thinking maybe they don't want like someone telling them what to do or mm-hmm. I don't want to and you know impede what am I trying impose. to say impose yeah um but okay I and we're using my work computer right now, and I keep getting those little tick noises that you guys are hearing. I cannot find the setting to turn them off, so I'm sorry. You guys are just going to keep yeah. hearing them. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think that there's vulnerability there on both sides, like, to be able to ask mm-hmm. and also to be able to give. But um, I think that to an extent, like, sim- there should be similarities and differences, like, both mm-hmm. between the mentor and mentee because – if you're completely in different worlds on everything, I'm even like on most things is fine, but on everything like that, I don't know how fruitful that could be. Um, I, I think I found myself more in the side of like developing relationships with people younger than me that were like asking for advice on things that I found myself referring them to other people, which can also be helpful if they don't know where to go i'm happy to be a resource to point them in another direction mm-hmm. but you know if i truly have no semblance of your situation i'm not going to try and like ma- i'm not going to make something up right so yeah. i think that that's important too is recognizing like <clears throat> things like personality mm-hmm. and and all of that i think play an important part uh, probably not the most important part i think the quality of the like intentionality, like you were saying, is so crucial because if you're not able or willing to make it a priority, then it, it won't be a mentor-mentee relationship. Yeah. Because I think just like with that big fancy definition, like mm-hmm. there's some weight that it carries, I yeah. think. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah. And also, yeah, I guess I really like yours too, like availability and intentionality Um, I think that when I look back over the relationships that I've had, I think also just being able to be bold Mm -hmm. is really important because when I look back at the 
relationships that I've had that have poured so deeply into me that have made me the person that I am, Mm -hmm. they were willing to be bold with me Mm -hmm. and make me uncomfortable for the sake of growth because I've always been... I really, I want to grow. I don't ever want to stay in the same position that I'm in. Right. As uh, really in any area, mm-hmm. like as a person, as a Christian, as a wife, as a you soon to be mom. As a mama. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> I never want to plateau. And there are seasons that you can't be growing exponentially because you'll wear yourself out. But yeah. I just always want there to be something that I'm able to look for to say, this is something I want to work on. I think, too, with that, that comes with time. Like, yes. what I've learned is I – and that's not like I've mentored a bunch of people, but I do have some relationships where, like, I've mentored them. And it's taken years to develop a foundation of trust yeah. to be able to speak into their life. Yeah. I, I found that asking questions is, like, a really good way to kind of open that door. Because, yeah. you know, I don't know – I. I'm the type of person that well, I'm open to like constructive criticism. I'm open to feedback. I actually like to learn from others. Yeah. So like I welcome that. Not everybody wants That's that. That's a really good point because I'm the same way. It's yeah. like I want – I have never in any like season been like, oh, I know it all. Yeah. I've probably thought I know more than I do. Yeah, yeah. But – And some yeah. people just want to learn for themselves. <clears throat> yes. And they want to come to the conclusion on their own. They don't want people to like – tell them what to do. So just being like a soundboard for yeah. like, well, here, let me ask you this question. It kind of maybe might get like, you know, the Them wheels thinking, spinning a different yeah, way. And yeah. That is so valuable too, to even have a safe place to ask questions. Yeah. It's like, and then when the opportunity arises to say like, do you mind if I share with you what I might do in yeah. this situation or whatever? I don't yeah. know. Well, no, I completely agree because in the relationships that I find myself in now where I'm taking on more of a mentoring role, um, I guess it's funny that I just said to be bold because there have been very few times that I have actually caught and said, like, this may be the direction Mm -hmm. that you want to go. In my personal experience, that is what has helped me. Yeah. Because if that's all you're doing, then maybe it'll feel like a lecture more than anything else. I don't know. But, But, yeah, I think that being able to build trust is, like, that this is a place that what you say stays here mm-hmm. uh, unless it's, it's a matter dangerous. of safety yeah, yeah. or yeah. Um, and like that I'm not going to judge you. I think trust is, is absolutely huge. And mm-hmm. again, if there's not true trust, either side may think that it's a mentor mentee relationship, but that relationship won't blossom into what it can. Mm-hmm. You know, if they're not, if both parties aren't comfortable, one sharing and two, like, bouncing things back and forth yeah yeah I think that like when I look back I have always God has always been so so faithful to provide a strong like woman in my life in every season like Mm -hmm. I can literally look back from being like in childhood always being able to recognize that there was a woman that loved me and loved the Lord who was able to pour into me Mm -hmm. and it's funny because I have at times felt like they're perfect. Right, right. You know, like I... You look up to them like yeah. so much. Yeah. Like it feels funny for me to say that I'm that I mentor others because thinking of the women that have mentored me, I feel inadequate to say that. Yeah, I get that. But <laughs> I mean, I literally lived with one of them. I moved in with them when I moved out of my parents' house and um, she just... 
every aspect I could talk to her about, every aspect of my life. Yeah. And she would, we had that relationship, so she would pose hard questions when I needed it and mm-hmm. challenge me and also comfort me when I was being too hard on myself. Yeah. So she knew me well enough that right. she could recognize when that was happening. And, um, like, she lives in South Carolina now, and we still, like, I'm still able to talk to her freely and openly, and, like, becoming a mom is scary, and bringing, yeah. some, bringing some things to her, and it's just, like, yeah, and even in other, like, areas, like, in high school or, like, junior high, like, I know that those people that were there, like, they still love me, you yeah. know, like, and I just think that's really special that it's been 10 years since I've seen some of them, but I know that because of the way they loved me then, I know that it was, like, an unconditional kind of love, yeah. and that they they hold that in their heart still, and, and I hold it for them, you know, so yeah. I just think it's really special when you're able to build that with someone. Um, I do think, too, that you talking about, like, different seasons of life, it made me think of... A, like a girl who I would consider like a mentor, but it was funny because she was my like camp counselor just for a week, yeah. multiple years in a row. Like she, and, oh, sorry guys. I just hit my knee really hard. Um, I don't know if you heard it, but now you know. So. Um, she came back year after year and specifically requested like our group of girls Aww. because she started building that relationship with us. And I remember in high school, like, okay, I think something that's super important for mentors and mentor relationship, it like, especially for teenage girls, is there's just some things you don't want to, like, talk to your parents mm-hmm, about. Mm-hmm. And I remember specifically I was, like, having some drama with a guy, and I was like, I don't know who to talk to. Yeah. I genuinely don't want advice from my friends because I know what they're going to say, and I don't think that's what I need. Like, I was so wise as a teenager. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I just – I knew I needed someone older to speak into me. Yeah. And I'm, like, not going to go to my mom about this. Even though my mom and I have a very loving, trusting relationship. There's just, like, it's, it's just, just weird. It's the know? natural. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. yeah, I don't want to talk to you about this. Actually, also, probably because my mom was already telling me what I didn't really want to hear. Yeah. So, anyway, I, t- I just texted her. And I hadn't seen her in years. And I was like, this is what's going on. Like, can you give me some advice? And she literally pointed me to scripture. And mm-hmm. it was, to this day, it's still a scripture that I, I often meditate on and think about. And she just said, I'm not going to tell you what to do, but I'm going to point you to the scripture and I'm praying that the Lord will speak to you and give you the wisdom of like what you need to do. And he totally did. Mm -hmm. But just having that person there to like, this is what's happening. I feel like I need something. I don't know what to do. Like whatever. She was really able to like be that person for me. And like, we didn't know each other that well. It wasn't like this. You spent years together every weekend. Just those couple weeks throughout the, my, you know, middle school and high school years where she was my camp counselor. She did such an amazing job of like mentoring me in that short amount of time that like I felt adequate or not adequate, but like available. What am I trying to say, Sarah? I was able to message her. Yeah. Like she knew me well enough and Mm -hmm. I knew her well enough. And that's what I think is cool too. Like it doesn't have to be like, I'm your mentor now and I'm going to be your mentor for the rest (laughs) of your life. Like sometimes it's seasons of life and, and could be unexpected people, but yeah. Yeah. Well, and honestly, I don't know, like truth be told, I don't actually feel like I have an intentional mentor in my life right now. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that like, I've never sought that intentionally. Yeah. Like you did. I've wanted to, but I've 
like been too scared. Well, do it now. I'm giving you the challenge. Oh, thank you. I'll think about it. <laughs> Adam told me to as well, but um, I'll mentor you. I'm just thanks. Kidding. I'm just you. kidding. Sarah, will you be? You're the person I was thinking about. <laughs> I knew it. I knew uh, it. I just wanted to put myself out there. I so really you didn't love have you, to. but you're not the person I was thinking about. Because <laughs> I agree that I think that there's wisdom. Now you're a little. I'm older only than a couple me, years older yeah. than you. Um, I I definitely think that there's wisdom from other generations that quite honestly i because of the life that i've lived i just i think about things a certain way Mm -hmm. and i just think that it's wise for us to seek other people that we know we can trust and aren't like crazy or whatever like yeah (laughs) when we see other people making sound decisions whatever i just think it's wise for us to seek other opinions you don't have to take in everything they say but right yeah but yeah i think that that's a really great example that you just gave because the thing is, is we have been kind of talking about like year long relationships, but I have plenty of people that have poured into my life that were for a a very short season, Yes, but it still meant a lot to me. And, um, yeah, I think that it's important now, obviously, as I just said, I don't have both right now. Um, I have a few young women that I'm trying to pour into, but I don't necessarily have anyone that I have sought to pour into me. All that to say, I'm not trying to say that I have this perfectly, but I do think that there is evidence in scripture that's important that we have both. Yes. And maybe every single season, like it's not the case, but I think that our intention, our intentionality should be geared towards like, okay, Am I pouring into anyone? Is anyone pouring into me? Mm-hmm. Like, just every once in a while, self-evaluate um, and see that. But I have a, a scripture that is in the book that I've talked about, like, three times, because I'm still reading it because it's taken me forever. <laughs> um, the When to Walk Away book. And he talks about 2 Timothy 2.2, 2, where Paul says, And the things you have heard me say in the presence of many witnesses, entrust to reliable people who will also be qualified to teach others. And half of the book is talking about our reliable people and it's saying i won't get into all of it but it's just posing the challenge of scripture tells us to find people that we can pour into that are reliable to continue the work now there will be relationships that are more fruitful than others Mm -hmm. and that's a huge just holy spirit discernment on if you if you continue seeking mentorship from someone or you continue to mentor mentor someone yeah (laughs) if that makes sense um but i just i love the emphasis that he puts on finding reliable people because it's to further the kingdom that's Mm -hmm. the intentionality of it is Mm -hmm. i'm pouring into you to turn around and pour into someone else maybe not the next day right right, (laughs) like when i was 15 being mentored I wasn't really qualified to be mentoring anyone who was like not in third grade or something like, (laughs) and probably not even then, but, but yeah. So I just love the emphasis on that. Like the things you're hearing in front of all these people go and pass it on, you know? And, um, I think that him saying he didn't have to say reliable people. He could have just said, go tell others, but he was, he wanted to make sure that he was communicating like, you know, don't be choosy with who you love. Don't be choosy with who you preach the gospel to. But, like, be intentional with the time that you spend with people. Find people that you know you're you're building up for the kingdom, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So I really liked that. Um, and, it, and I've been learning a lot from it, honestly. 
But, well, but yeah, so you guys are on the experts now on how to be mentors. Exactly, because <laughs> obviously we are. Well, I think our takeaway for this would be, like you said, to kind of self-evaluate, like, where am I on this spectrum? Like, yeah. am I mentoring someone or am I being mentored? Um, and there is such a beauty in it, too. Like, And honestly, a lot of the people that we were talking about were, like, all-encompassing yeah. mentors. but. That's not necessarily what it all always looks no, like. There yeah. can be an area that you find that you're strong in. Mm-hmm. So you seek ways that you can help others with the knowledge that you have. Right. Like, yeah. So I don't think it always has to be like this person and I have very similar lifestyles in general. And so I ask her things about parenting and, you know, wifehood and Christian, being a Christian, all that, like, sometimes it's just one specific area that you're asking someone's guidance in. Yeah. Or that you're offering guidance in. Yeah. And I think that's important to remember, too, because it can, it can feel very overwhelming to think, like, okay, I'm going to go mentor someone and, like, be married to them. Like, I don't know. It's yeah, just, like... Yeah, no. It, yeah. I think you're saying have some realistic, yeah. like, expectations and also it doesn't have to be, like... Okay, I'm committing to you for the rest of yeah. my life. And, to guide you in every, every area, area of your, of your life. life. Yeah. yeah, like that doesn't have to be what it is. And I think we did a good job of explaining. Like, yeah. it, there has to be like some natural companionship yeah. too, to compatibility. Like, it wouldn't work with us because we don't get along. No, we hate each other. <laughs> yeah. Well, and too, like, we are so similar. And it's not that we can't learn from each other because we're so similar. But I do think there is some value, too, in finding someone, obviously, who's walked the road a lot longer than you. But also who has some different yeah. viewpoints. Like, I agree. If, if you're telling me something, I'm going to be like, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. Like, for the most part. We might challenge each other occasionally. But, like, we think a lot alike. Yeah, so I agree. I think there is some value in finding someone who is, you know, just has, like, a little bit of a different mindset and well exactly they can there's challenge no, you or yeah more experience or whatever you know there's very few things and i can't even think of any really that like we completely there's not opinions on you know what yeah, i mean yeah, yeah. like yeah i i and i almost, i started saying that earlier but then i just focused on the things you should have in common but yeah i agree that like if you we would be more of like we're just, we're friends. That's yeah. All. Like, and this is kind of going back to what we said in the beginning. There's something just different, a little different about a mentorship role. Yes. Like, it is more than just like, well, this is my friend. Like, it is like, I'm learning from this yeah. person. Not to say you can't learn from your friend, but you know what I mean. Like, but I think that that goes back to the intentionality, not to, like, We're just going to repeat everything yeah. that we said. But I do think it goes back to the intentionality on the mentee side. Yeah, yeah. Because it would be very easy to stay in a relationship, in a mentee-mentor relationship that just reinforces everything yeah. that you, like, already feel or agree with or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it like, to challenge yourself, yeah. you know, to seek someone who's who can give wise counsel yeah. outside of your bubble. Right. You know, your that echo chamber that sometimes that's we what, find what, ourselves you're in. You're in my bubble already. Yeah. yeah that's it. Yeah. That's what it is. So. Well, anyway. Are you ready for the days of the year, the national day? I am. Okay. I actually already found one. Yeah. Okay. I only have one, so you, sh- you can share yours, too. Okay. You never share them. So, I never share them. Yeah. So it'll be fun. Um, 
July 13th is National French Friday. Ooh, I'm really excited. I'm not mad about that because yeah. mine is National Nitrogen Ice Cream Day. And I don't even know. It's ice cream that is like frozen with liquid nitrogen. Is it different? So I think the texture might be a little bit different, but I don't really know. Like, Maybe we should try it. We should try it. On the podcast. I'm going to get liquid nitrogen. No, I'm just yeah. kidding. That stuff's expensive. No, but we just get the ice cream that's made with it. Yeah, I don't know where you find that. We'd have to like, do some Googling. That's funny that it's rare but it has a whole holiday well i don't know because it's so special like yeah. it's like a it's niche so niche niche I, niece sure look, look, look. do a you niece? know what that's from no boy the meet, office no boy meets world <laughs> oh i have watched it several times yeah but. so for those of you who are listening and don't know what i'm talking about there's an episode where mr feeney is talking to eric and he is like congratulations on your niece oh that's and, right yeah um you know eric's like niece and he's like yeah he's like I think this is it. Now I'm second-guessing myself. But no. But like, Eric thinks he... Eric makes a mistake. His niece. No, he says his knit. Oh, yeah. Okay, this is it. This is it, you guys. I haven't seen it in a while. Every time she has, she thinks she's got it, she keeps tapping me on the shoulder. Know, like, she's sorry. like, no, 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 I haven't. I've got it. I've got it. Okay. Eric calls his niece his niche. Yes. And Mr. Feeney goes, niece. And yeah. Eric's like niece, and, <laughs> and then he like turns to someone and like motions that Mr. Fee has been throwing a few back. Um, anyway, okay, so, so sorry. Just, the Boy Meets World is a show that was on the in the nineties. It's one of my favorite television shows. If of you all couldn't time. tell, yeah, you, you should go and watch it right now after you're done listening to this podcast. Eat some French fries and some nitrogen ice cream if you can find it, and enjoy. Pop an episode, episode of Boy Meets World and tell your friends about the Seeking Sale podcast. That's a wrap, y'all. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>